0: On this week's episode of What the Puck, we give out our What the Puckies of the Year, the Bears, they wave bye-bye to the playoffs, and we cheer on the Reading Royals. All this and more on this week's episode of What the Puck. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the off season for the Washington Capitals. It is not the off season for what the fuck. It's a Washington Capitals podcast. Thank you for listening to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, the Baltimore Sports Report Network, and capshill.com. Joining me, as always, we got my buddy, Coach Dan. What's going on, man? Uh, not too much. The Caps aren't playing. What's going on with you? You know what? I'm watching uh, less hockey. I'm a little bit more sad uh, than I normally am. Uh, Getting ready for horse racing at this point and watching a little bit of baseball. But hey, uh, let's at least talk about these Capitals. Not a lot going on with them. Um, Is there anything that we should talk about or should we just go straight into these end-of-the-year awards? Uh Well, we got a little bit of things going on. Let's get this this silly trade
1: out of the way first. The Caps traded defensive prospect in Ristling to Nashville for a seventh-round pick. Now, Ristling was drafted by the Caps back in 2012 in the seventh round. uh This is not news. I just felt like throwing it out there, so we had something else to talk about. um And I think the more interesting story to keep an eye on is that Dmitry Chesnikov, he's a writer for Puck Daddy and a contributor with TSN, he actually tweeted out today that changes would be coming today being – Wednesday. Uh, more specifically, he said, and I quote, it sounds like changes may be coming today for the Caps. Caps being in a hashtag, of course, seeing as how it is Twitter. Um, that's interesting. Now, no, we, nothing ended up happening, as we all know, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to. Some think that it'll actually happen tomorrow, that being Thursday. Uh, I certainly think it's possible that the Caps would have seen that this news is leaked out, that something big may be coming and decided to hold off so that they have the power of when this thing is being
0: released um, you know how I know that they're going to do something tomorrow?
1: Because we're recording tonight?
0: Exactly. That is how we have guaranteed, I believe. Probably. They always wait like a bunch of jerks. <laughs> they're like, oh, there's what the puck guys. Right, we're going to screw with them. Right, we're going to do this the next day. After they're recording on Wednesday? Okay, we're doing it Thursday. <laughs> or wait another day and do it Friday so
1: they we're not even close.
0: <laughs>
1: guys are jerks.
0: So uh, changes going on. I've got to imagine that's uh, either going to be a coaching staff change or it's going to be a change in the front office with uh, the general manager. So uh, that's can you what... take the team president with him? You know what? We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see. Switch everybody. Switch everybody. Everybody. Brand new team. <laughs> brand but, new front uh, of office, not I, team. I mean, we'll see what happens in the next day or two, but I've got to imagine... Uh, Which one do you think it is? What do you think the news is going to be? I think it's got to be George McPhee. Uh, you think he, you think, well, they can't say he's out,
1: because he's out either way. He's out of a contract. You think they're going to come out and say, uh, we want to thank George for everything he's done for us, uh, but bye-bye.
0: I think so. I think it's, got to, it's time for George McPhee to, to move on, and I think they know that. This team didn't make the playoffs this year. That is a, a glaring sign that the team that he built is not working, and the team that he built hasn't gone past you know the 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 semifinals of the Eastern Conference. Uh, you know they've never gone to even the the Eastern Conference Championship round uh, of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So uh, obviously this team under his his leadership has done great things, has drafted great players, has has, has re re energized the the fan base in D.C. I mean even hell even built a fan base in Baltimore. Uh, they brought the game to baltimore at the baltimore arena at least for a preseason game so he's expanded everything i mean as a businessman he's done a good job as a guy who is trying to build a championship team and work with the coaches he's not he's not been successful he's got the business side down um but not not the the full-on building a team uh and having that team be successful no, I I agree with you completely. My one thing
1: I would add to that is if there is a big story or big changes or, or whatever um, coming to the Capitals, my guess is that it's going to be both McPhee and Oates. I think that Leonsis and if he decides to keep around Dick Patrick, I think these guys are going to go out and clean house and potentially look for someone new. And I think it was interesting. There was a story – I'm just remembering this. There was a story that came out, I want to say it was Monday before last from Katie Carrera over at the Washington post that I thought was very telling about why things were not working out under Adam Motes and that he was, it almost seems like he was a bit of a control freak in the way that he wanted things done. Now, to some extent, a coach has to be a control freak and that he needs to oversee everything going on with all of his coaching staff. But the way things ended with Dave Pryor, I'm certainly not a fan of it, The fact that, you know, they, I mean, yes, Pryor was unwilling to budge in regarding the way he wanted to coach the goalies and the style he wanted them to be playing, which it seems like things were working out in the past. It, at least, you know, we hope he came on strong. Neuverth, he's always played well when he wasn't injured. You know, I believe prior, no, knows, Urbay worked with Verlamov, but prior was the guy that, you know, he coached uh, Kolzig for such a long time. Uh, but then he left, and the way Oates sort of did things. And, and then there was also the part about George McPhee she had mentioned that McPhee doesn't talk to agents. And a lot of players actually don't even look at Washington because of the way McPhee deals with agents. And I think that's sort of – that's definitely a telling sign that you have a problem here and the fact that you may be missing out on a lot of top players because the general manager refuses to speak to agents. He passes them on to, I believe, Don Fishman, who I'm blanking on the moment what his particular position is. Um, with I believe he's in charge of the salary cap or something along those lines. But the fact that you know McPhee is not the guy talking to agents and the fact that agents are looking – towards other people that talk he's the assistant general manager director of legal affairs that's don fishman um the fact that teams and I, i'm sorry teams uh agents and players purposely don't look to come to washington because of their general manager that's a big problem so my guess my hope is that their big news comes out tomorrow with my luck it'll be when i'm at my one job that i can't use my cell phone huh. so my phone will start buzzing and i'll be like god i can't find out what's happening uh i have to sneak off to the bathroom or something um that my guess is that both general
0: manager George McPhee and head coach Adam Oates will both be gone. Uh, I, I, I have a feeling it's George McPhee. I think Adam Oates is going to come a little bit later, maybe when another general manager comes and takes over. Uh, but hey, if they both go, um, you know, I wish them all the best of luck, but I, I definitely feel as if Adam Oates wasn't the best fit. Uh, for for Washington for the Capitals and George McPhee even though he's done a great job and and he's done everything he can for this team he just can't get it done and and the Capitals need to realize that they need to realize that they need need something new they need a, a little new flavor in town and they gotta figure it out because these guys want a Stanley Cup DC wants a Stanley Cup the Caps want a Stanley Cup Alex Ovechkin you know wants a Stanley Cup and I just don't think you're gonna get it with George McPhee and Adam Oates yeah no I completely agree it doesn't seem to be the case I mean Oates
1: Hmm. I certainly think there's a possibility that one day he will be a good NHL head coach. I just don't think it is now. And I think he's almost too much of a control freak. You know, he he wants things every specifically very little ways. And he's he's, he's very particular of how he wants his players playing. And, you know, the style that the players had defensively were... I mean, these guys came up in the Boudreau era where players were skating it out of their the, the cap zone end and bringing up the ice. With Oates, it was much more about being able to make that pass real quick and get off the ice. You know, I I'm not sure which... Uh, style i would prefer but when you see you have pl- players and lots of players that are doing things well enough in this particular style then i don't see why you would make this drastic change if you want to slowly introduce it or find ways to continue doing what they were doing well while introducing something di- uh, a little different to it i think that makes sense as well But going in is completely changing the way these guys have been playing is going to cause problems and the fact that they then the general manager did not go and bring in guys that can help to play this system that Oates wants to play, I think was another big problem. The fact that there was a complete disconnect between Oates and McPhee is also a huge problem. I think in the end, both of them need to go because they didn't work well together. It didn't work well for the team. It was a gigantic problem. And the fact that this roster that should be making the playoffs every year and making uh, a big hit in the playoffs and being able to get past the second round, the fact that they weren't able to do it and already been being allowed to do that this season is a problem.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully this news, whether or not uh, his, this guy's source is real or not, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but hopefully uh, this news breaks, and hopefully it's good news for the Capitals. But anyway, so uh, if that's it going on, let, let's talk about these end-of-the-year awards. So do, are you ready to hand out some, uh, some, I don't even know what, what some some puckies? Is that what we're going to call these? Some what-the-puckies? <laughs> some what-the-puckies? Oh my god, it's terrible. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's some Washington Capitals what-the-puck End of the Year Awards. It's the best hockey oh, it's at, it's so it's at its best. At. Alright, so the season's over, the Stanley Cup playoffs are still going on But we're going to hand out our awards because the Capitals, uh, they deserve awards Whether they be good, bad, ugly, the Capitals, they're still our team So we're going to hand out some awards So, Coach Dan, let's start this off Let's start off uh, let's start with a, uh, a good one How about Surprise of the Year? What was your biggest surprise of the year?
1: I have to go with the third line in Jason Chimera, Eric Fair, and Joel Ward. I think the way these guys played and the fact that they were the only good line that stuck together for the Washington Capitals and the fact that they continued to play well, even though this team was playing like crap during times. The fact that, uh, what, at the end of the season, the three players mentioned on the third line in Chimera, Fair, and Ward came out Playing incredibly well. Fair, who was benched, for, it seem like, forever in the beginning of the season. The fact that these guys came out and were able to do exceptionally well, both defensively and offensively. At some points, they were the only offense for this team in certain games, uh, especially towards the end of the season. That is definitely my surprise of the year.
0: Very nice. That's that's a good one. I'm going to go with a guy who spent a little bit of time in D.C., a lot of time in Hershey, but i got to go with uh, Michael Lotta. He was a guy that came over. Uh, no one really cared that he came over with the uh, the Martin Erat trade. The only guy who seemed like they really cared about Lotta was uh, George McPhee. He was more excited about him than, I think, Erat coming over. Uh, but he came over and the beginning of the year, he was with the Capitals. He looked like he was going to stay for a while. And I was worried because one of my favorite players, Jay Beagle, uh, was, was getting, uh, you know, he was getting scratched every night in favor of Michael Lada. And, uh, you, you gotta give a lot of credit, man. He, he's got a lot of skill. He, he, uh, did a great job while he was up here. Uh, did one of the best faces ever after scoring a goal and had, uh, you know, gave fans a lot of, of uh, of uh, fun with Photoshop to to kind of put him in all kinds of different places. I'm expecting to see a lot more from this guy. I think he's a, a great talent, and uh, I think he's only going to get better as as age goes on. But I remember uh, I think it was with Dave from uh, from the Baltimore Sports Report. Uh, we were talking when it was Lada Beagle. Which one you go for? He was kind of saying you go with Lada because he's young, he's cheap, he's got great skill, he's he and he's uh he's he's offensive as well as defensive where Jay Beagle is more of a defensive player. And I, I said, well, you know, the big thing with Jay Beagle is he's got way more NHL experience. He's been here longer than Lotta and you gotta give him that. And he was like, you know what, you got a point. But besides that experience, I mean Jay Beagle, and Michael Lotta, they were they looked like they were battling for the same spot early on. And and I was worried that Michael Lotta was going to get it instead of Jay Beagle. But uh uh he was he surprised me because the guy's good he's really good and i i expect that the capitals to fully use him uh, uh in the future so uh, michael lott is my biggest uh surprise of the year now let's go uh let's keep moving on how about how about your biggest disappointment of the year
1: oh this is a good one my biggest disappointment of the year the award goes to head coach adam Oates. i think with the amount of press that was coming in when the caps decided to bring him in last what uh season before last actually uh, before the lockout, I thought with um, the fact all of the great things he was doing for Ovechkin, all of the 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 the, the little details that he would pay attention to, all the great press that we saw about that, and the fact that the season came out so poorly, the disconnect between him and general manager George McPhee, the fact that he would be benching players like Eric Fair and the, the, the ridiculous thing that happened with Dmitry Orlov, I thought the fact that this team is did not make the playoffs, a lot of that comes back on the head coach, Adam Oates, Um, At some point, I think he was in over his head and he wasn't sure exactly what to do or he wasn't able to communicate what he wanted to do to the player. So my biggest disappointment of the year is head coach Adam Oates.
0: You know, that that's a good one to go with. Uh I, again, uh, I'll just add on to that a little bit for you. I have a different one, but uh, Adam Oates definitely a disappointment. He came in here and everyone was really excited because uh you know, the Devils went into the Stanley Cup finals. He was the assistant coach there. So, I I'm I'm sure a lot of people were like, "Wow, look what he did with the Devils. I think he'll be able to do that. Now he's got even more power with the Capitals and it just didn't work out the way you thought it would have." So, uh definitely can see Uh, Adam Oates being a a big disappointment. For me, the biggest disappointment has to be Stephen Oleksi being put on waivers and then being sent down to Hershey. Uh, he was one of my favorite defensemen on this team. I love the the fire that he brought to this team. Uh, he could throw some punches. He could fix his hair while he's in a fight. Uh, he could also score goals. He was an all-around, he was a grinder, he was a goon. You know, some of the some of the best things about watching hockey is watching a guy like Stephen Alexi play. So I didn't like the fact that the, the Capitals would put him on waivers and then he was sent down to Hershey when no one claimed him. Now, don't get me wrong, he's not going to, you know, He's not going to be the defenseman of the year ever or anything like that. He's not that type of uh, uh, player, but, uh, you know, I thought he definitely added this team. I thought he would have been a better choice than having, you know, a guy like Connor Carrick, who I thought was in over his head, be a part of this team. So uh, Stephen Oleksi leaving the Capitals, being put on waivers, my biggest disappointment of the year. Now let's go to some young guys, Coach Dan. How about your skipjack prospect of the year?
1: Uh, My prospect of the year is going to go to the Erie Otters, Andre Burakovsky. I think this kid has been playing exceptionally well up in the OHL, I definitely think that he's going to be someone to keep an eye on and and has the possibility of making this Washington Capitals team next season. I think he's definitely one of their top prospects to play on the top six role as soon as he's ready to play in the NHL. So my skipjack prospect of the year is Andre Burakovsky.
0: Very good. Very good choice. My skipjack prospect of the year, that's got to be Yevgeny Kuznetsov, a guy who has been a prospect, I think longer than most prospects are for the Capitals. I think it's been over about four years now uh, we we're expecting him. Then he delayed himself two years, and then uh, he was playing in the KHL, still playing up until a few months ago. And then he finally comes over in March. Uh, and this guy, he makes a pretty good splash. He's still learning the system of the NHL, uh, but he was able to adapt to it. This guy's got some great skills, and uh, I, I only see even better things in the future for him. Uh, once once he gets a full year in the NHL, this guy, he's got slick moves. Uh, he's quick and and he's going to gel really well with these guys. So Yevgeny Kuznetsov, off my skipjack prospect of the year. All right, let's keep moving on. Let's. How about the Yarmir Yager biggest waste of cap space of the year?
1: Can I just say that's my favorite title we came up with for any of these <laughs> awards? Because he's such a dude, such a waste. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, my Yarmir Yager biggest waste of cap space of the. That's a hard one to say. Uh, mine's definitely going to defenseman. I know you like this guy, but he's a gigantic waste uh my vote is or my award goes to john erskine no. his cap hit comes to 1.9625 million dollars and he played like garbage the entire year and it wasn't when he wasn't playing like garbage he was injured i think he's a gigantic waste of space on the de- cap scene that has no de- defense outside of a couple of players uh to have a guy making that kind of money and just performing incredibly poorly I think he's definitely the
0: biggest cap space waste of the year. Uh, what about yours? Uh, I gotta go with Brooks like Brooks like I, I I did not do my research like you. I don't know the exact dollars that he makes uh, but uh, with with him uh, 4.5 4.5 million dollars that's a lot for a guy with a brittle groin. Reminds me of Varley back in the day. Uh, he during the lockout he went over to Europe. He played there. He got injured. After he got injured, he came back and he got surgery. And he didn't really play at all during the lockout year. He came back and once again was having problems. It was as if this guy uh, every other day was having problems with uh, with being able to be a part of this team full time. Uh, I constantly said that Brooks like and Troy Brower were, were were so very alike that I thought they had like the very the same kind of skill set. Uh, I felt that. Uh, uh, you know, you could get away with just having one of those guys. You didn't need both of them on the team. And Troy Brower really showed this year the stuff that he can do. He had a really good breakout year. So Brooks, like, uh, I gotta say, is just not uh, not. He's he's just a waste of cap space. And the 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 sad part is that we they can't even do anything with like an amnesty buyout or anything because he failed his physical at the end of the year. So this guy is still not healthy. We'll see what happens next season, but uh, right now, I mean, if we were in the playoffs, he'd still be on the shelf right now, adding nothing to this team, and I understand. I'm not I'm not yelling at the guy or mad at the guy because he's got an injury, uh, but it was a waste of cap space with the amount that he's getting paid and th- the amount of time he's been on the sidelines. I mean, think about it. it. It's been almost a year and a half to two years now. This guy has been uh, 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 playing a game, and then he's out, playing a game, and then he's out. Then he's out for a week. Then he's back. Then he's playing a game. I mean, he It seems like they finally figured out what his problem was, and he was able to get surgery and finally fix his problem. But as far as this season goes, Brooks-like was the Yarmir Yager biggest waste of cap space of the year for me. All right, now let's move on. Something fun here. Rod Langway, Defensive Player of the Year. Coach Dan, who do you got? Uh mine is going to the often
1: traveled Dmitry Orlov. I think for a player to be put in that position where he was constantly going between D.C. and Hershey, which is not a terrible drive—you just head up what to head up, 80, you know, up back and forth on eighty-three, basically six ninety-five over to seventy twenty-nine kind of thing. Yeah, I wonder. Um, I
0: wonder why we call that segment up. You know, and now it makes sense. to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but to have Orlov be going back and forth like that, to have no. Uh, showing no confidence in the player. Now, some of it was because he got pink eye when they were going to said they were going to call him up. Uh, but the fact that he was healthy and getting called up and down merely to fulfill a stipulation in his contract, I thought was incredibly ridiculous. And for have him come on and be their third best defenseman, I give him all the credit in the
0: world. He is my Defensive Player of the Year. Very nice. My Defensive Player of the Year is going to Mr. John Carlson, Mr. Captain America, John Carlson. Uh he's done very well when when Mike Green is out and uh he was missing a few games and uh you kind of missed uh Mike Green on the, uh, the power play, John Carlson stepped in, was able to get the job done. I had a really breakout year, at least at the beginning of the year before the Olympics. Uh, I thought he did a great job uh, on a team that, that is lacking so much uh, defensive uh, mindset or anything. John Carlson was able to hold his own. Uh, him and Carl Alsner were able to get back onto the same page this season. Last year, I think that was my biggest disappointment, was Carlsner because they, they, they had no rhythm whatsoever when they came back from that lockout. So, uh, John Carlson, of course, he also. Represented Team USA in the Olympics, and uh, I, I, I'm a huge fan of his. I think that he did a great job this year, uh, and and really was a standout for the Capitals. So John Carlson, Defensive Player of the Year. Now let's move on. Let's see, which one should we do next? Let's see, we got this one, got this one, got this one, got this one. How about we talk about goals? Let's talk about goals. How about the holy jumping goal of the year, Coach Dan? What was your favorite goal? So far, or uh, what was your favorite goal this season for the Capitals? Well, my holy jump in
1: goal of the year has got to go to super prospect no longer. Well, I guess he still is technically. Uh, Yevgeny Kuznetsov, his first in the NHL, a game-tying goal with 41.5 seconds left. I thought it was a fantastic timing to make his goal. Unfortunately, they did not win that game, but I thought it was great timing for him to come out and be able to put the puck in the back of the net. It wasn't even a fancy goal. It was a garbage goal. The puck just happened to be there, and he put the puck in the back of the net. It was fantastic for him. I certainly think that this kid is going to be great, and that first goal was just one of many to come. So my goal of the year goes to Yevgeny Kuznetsov.
0: Again, Ovechkin steps in and fires. Quick rebound. Score! Yevgeny Kuznetsov has tied it! That was definitely a good goal, uh, yeah, getting Kucinsov, finally getting his first NHL goal, uh, right, working with Ovechkin on that line as well. Uh, it, great, great to see that. And I think that's what the Capitals really need. I think that's why this guy's going to make a splash next season is the Capitals need guys to score garbage goals, man. They can't all be pretty. And, they and hey, hey like you just proved garbage goals could get the holy jump in goal of the year award from what the puck so uh, I actually have two holy jumping goal of the year and one of them uh, is only a technicality and I'm going to start it off because I also don't have a sound clip for it either I can't find it uh, but I'm going to go with uh, my, my favorite goal of the year was with uh, Team USA and it was John Carlson's uh, USA goal it was the first one of the Olympics uh, for men's hockey and exp- or for Team USA I should say in men's hockey John Carlson came in uh, perfect goal perfect uh, goal uh, for for a guy who doesn't really play international hockey very often, uh, it looked like he was able to adapt really well and get that first goal. I was—I uh, jumped out of my seat when I was watching because we had a blizzard here in Maryland and I didn't have to work, so it was great getting up early at 7.30 in the morning to see that. Uh, besides that, though, Capitals-wise, my favorite goal, it has to be, it came on a game on March 7th and it was up against the Phoenix Coyotes in a game. I was actually live. I was in a suite for my aunt's 50th birthday, the capitals Kind of were boring the entire game, and it really was just a sad game. Nothing was going on. just not fun. Then the Capitals come back out of nowhere, and they're able to beat the Phoenix Coyotes with a goal by Mr. Troy Brower. It was a game-winning goal. The team uh, completely re-energized the Verizon Center. He made everybody happy, sent them all home happy, and they were able to win that game. I believe it was 3-2 as well, and Troy Brower was able to come up with that goal and completely light the whole place up. So that was my holy jumping goal of the year. Saucer feed to Ovechkin a long way from the goal. Carlson. Snapshot back from kickout. Score! Troy Brower! 3 2 Washington! Now on to the big, the big guns, the big award, the What the Pucky Peter Bondra MVP of the Year. Coach Dan, who is your MVP? My Peter Bondra MVP of the year is a bit of a surprise considering I was calling for
1: this player to be bought out last summer, but he certainly proved me wrong. Uh, my Peter Bondra MVP goes to Joel Ward. He came in third in the team in goals uh, with 24 and he was third in points with 49 points. I actually think he was one of the best players for them this season, no matter what the situation was, whether it was on, I don't know if he's still great on the power play, but he did a pretty uh, good job. Um, he was on the PK five on five on that third line. He was fantastic. So my Peter Bondra MVP has to go, and I have to eat a lot. What does it call to eat a lot of crow with this one? Because I was calling for him to go, whether it was by trade or
0: buyout. My MVP award goes to Joel Ward. Joel Ward, very good choice. Definitely showed up this season. And uh, yeah, you know what? You were calling for him to get uh, get bought out or traded, but thankfully the Capitals kept with him because he really has been a shining star on this team this year. My Peter Bondra MVP of the year has to go to easy choice if if one of us didn't pick this guy we we could just stop podcasting immediately Mr. Alex Ovechkin. Uh, this guy, even though uh, he Adam Oates really didn't know what to do with this team, he really knew what to do with Alex Ovechkin, and that was allow this guy to score. That is what he is here to do. He scored 51 goals, uh, better than, than anybody uh, in the NHL uh, on that level. So Alex Ovechkin's got to be an MVP. And I love the fact that at the end of the year he was like, I get paid to score goals, I get to score goals, that's what I do. So you know what, he does it, he does it well, 51. In, in a season is definitely a great accomplishment this guy once again has proved he is one of the best players uh in the world when there was a lot of doubt the last few seasons he's still he's growing and he's he's getting older and wiser and he's still looking great out there on the ice and uh to to, to be at that level where he's at right now and not make the playoffs just really sucks for him but uh Alex Ovechkin of course has got to be my pick for MVP of the year so that's pretty much it for uh, the end-of-the-year awards from What the Puck. So we gave out as many puckies as we could. We're going to take a quick ride up 83 to talk Hershey Bears and Reading Royals. But first, we're going to make a pit stop in Baltimore, and we're going to talk about the Baltimore Sports Report Network. What, 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 the puck,
1: what the Puck is a member of the Baltimore Sports Report Network. Find more podcasts like this at BaltimoreSportsReport.com.
0: And here we are. We're going up 83. We're talking Hershey Bears. We're talking Reading Royals and maybe even some Erie otters. Coach Dan, I know you're going to bum me out, but let me know about the Hershey Bears. Bum you, out. Bum everybody out. Uh, well, Hershey season did not end the way
1: they wanted. Unfortunately, their playoff hopes were in their hands, but unfortunately, they dropped the ball and they will not be competing for the Calder Cup. Hershey needed to beat Norfolk last Friday and win over Adirondack on Saturday. Now, while they beat Adirondack, they unfortunately lost to Norfolk, which eliminated them from competing in the playoffs. Hershey ends their season with a final record of 40, 26, and 10. Good for 88 points, which puts them at ninth. In the Eastern Conference. Now Reading, on the other hand, began their defense of the Kelly Cup in the first round, best of seven. They lost game one, unfortunately, two to one, but they did win game two, four to two. Now games three and four are Thursday and Friday, while game five is Sunday. Hopefully they won't need any more than those. They go on and beat the Comets with a K. Uh, and then move on to the next round. That's the past week in the AHL and
0: the ECHL. What is going on with Erie in the OHL playoffs? Well, the Erie Otters, they're in the Western Conference Finals up against the Storm, and uh, it looked like we were going to uh, have to say, you know, rest in peace to the Erie Otters uh, the way it was going. They were down 3-zip in the series, losing to the Storm, but in Game 4, they forced a Game 5, and they actually beat the Storm 5-2. to two. So Game 5 is actually... There it is. Game 5 is on Friday, April 25th at 7.30. Uh, pretty much if the Erie Otters lose this game, that means the Storm move on and the Erie Otters are out. So again, if, if the Erie Otters beat uh, the Gulf Storm on Friday, April 25th, they go against them again on uh, Saturday, April 26th, and then Monday, April 28th. So let's see if these guys can push this all the way to a seven-game series. For a team that was really just like steamrolling, all of these teams in the OHL, they really hit a rough patch I don't know what it is up against the storm maybe they got a little too confident I don't know what uh, what really happened Uh, but as I'm recapping this uh, I really didn't see anything um, except for Andre Burakovsky got uh, got one or two goals in the first games but then then that was it for that guy he really uh, didn't add anything else in. he's had two goals this series so uh, we we really need Andre Burakovsky to step it up if uh, the Erie Otters are going to make it to the OHL finals so uh, that's pretty much for Erie, um, Redding, You know what? You got to keep us alive, Redding Royals. Keep us alive. Help bring a uh, a championship to the Caps organization again. You're, we're all counting on you. All the other teams aren't making it, man. So, uh, Royals, do what you got to do. Uh, what, the, what we should we should play the Lord song right now, Royals? Oh God, That's <laughs> not overplayed at all. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> All right, so if that's it up 83, now let's go around the NHL. All right, so the NHL, they are going wild. Stanley Cup playoffs just taking over NBC. Hockey everywhere, so many games, so little time. Coach Dan, what's going on around the NHL? Let's do a Stanley Cup playoffs update. Let's start in the East, where Boston is up two
1: to one in their series over Detroit. Pittsburgh is up two to one in their series over Columbus, who choked a three one lead away on Monday. They ended up losing the game four to three. I was watching that and it was just embarrassing how quickly that went from a gigantic what felt like a gigantic lead to an embarrassing loss. Now they are currently in overtime, tied at three in their game four. So come on, Columbus, do it for everyone. Uh, let's break out the brews because Montreal swept Tampa Bay. Ha ha. And the Rangers are up two to one on Philadelphia. Now in the West, Colorado is up two to one in their series against Minnesota. Anaheim is up two to one in their series against Dallas. St. Louis. You know what? Why not? They're also up two to one in their series against the defending Stanley Cup champions in Chicago. And finally, San Jose has a commanding three O lead over Los Angeles. Now in the other NHL news, Chicago head coach, Joel Quenville was fined $25,000, uh, for inter- inappropriate conduct during game one. Now, uh, for St. Louis, Quenville basically, I believe, grabbed his crotch. <laughs> smooth smooth move, buddy. Nicely done. Boston's Milan Lucic was fined $5,000 for spearing Detroit defenseman Danny DeKaiser. That's that's just rude, Milan. It's From man to man, don't spear another man in the junk. Uh, Chicago defenseman Brent Seabrook was suspended for three games after interfering with and charging St. Louis forward David Backus. Did you see this hit? I did see this. It was bad. Yeah. And it is no surprise that he got suspended. I, you know, I questioned as to whether Seabrook could get out of the way or not, but it just, wow, that looked really painful and was dumb. And Bacchus was pissed once he finally got up. Um, some things never change. Minnesota's Matt Cook will have an in-person hearing for and Colorado defenseman Tyson Berry. It just some you know I was talking with I can't remember who it was on Twitter, uh. But what you know I made a comment about Cook and the guy said something's never changed and I said well some people change and other people end careers. Uh, Nathan McKinnon of Colorado and Tyler Johnson and Andres Palat of Tampa Bay are the finalists for the Calder Memorial Trophy awarded to and I quote the player selected as the most proficient in his first year of competition. End quote. Uh, also, San Jose's Patrick Marleau, Colorado's Ryan O'Reilly, and Martin Lufrodo of the New York Rangers were announced as the finalists for the NHL's Lady Bing Memorial Trophy awarded to, and again, I quote, the player adjudged to have exhibited and best type of sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct combined with a high standard of playing ability, end quote. Uh, my guess is McKinnon's going to get the caller, and I don't care who gets the Lady Bing. Marleau, maybe, who knows? Uh, NBC will televise all Team USA games during the World Championships in Minsk. Live coverage begins on Friday, May 9th at 1.30 p.m. NBC will also cover the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the championship game. That will be on Sunday, May 25th at 2 p.m. And credit has to go to you for telling me this before we start recording. (laughs) Uh, And finally, the 2014 NHL Awards will be held on June 24th at the win in Las Vegas. That's the news from the past week. In the NHL. I do have to say... Uh, hey, Columbus won! Oh, what? Really? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it looks like their series is going 2-2. And uh, currently... Sorry, I did interrupt you before. And uh, I just glanced over at my other screen and went, Hey, they have a four next to their uh, name. Uh, Anaheim and Dallas actually tied at two at the end of the second, but as you listen to this, you already know who wins. So I don't know what I'm talking
0: about. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to point out, uh, you didn't talk about this, but, uh, during the Bruins games, Zidane Ochara got into a fight and I can't remember who he was fighting. <laughs> I, know, I know what you're talking about. But he just like held the guy at arm's length and was cracking up at the, whoever the Red Wings player was who I, I, I can't remember his oh, name but, at the time. But, okay. Even if you wanted to fight him, like you can't reach his head. So like, what are you going to punch? His stomach? <laughs> yeah, so what are you going after Chara for? The dude's just a monster. He's a monster up in Boston. So don't, don't mess with Chara, man. He's huge. And uh, I also want to point out, I don't know if you've seen any of the Avalanche games, but man, has Varley been on point. This guy... Wow I mean he has just been doing some crazy things with Colorado he's looking great he is looking sharp uh, he, and he's getting aggressive too as a goalie uh, so oh, we
1: already know he likes to be aggressive with
0: people so perfectly yeah yeah I re- yeah I really did um but yeah those are my uh two things that I've noticed that I, I'm not following the Stanley Cup fi- uh, playoffs as much as I would like uh, because I I'm not invested in them like the Capital since they're not in that but i am watching games when i can and watching uh you know uh, uh, recaps and everything but they were the two things that i remember from the last week or so but the uh the the, the chara fight just was hilarious i mean it was just so cute that the, what, the just like how are you
1: gonna fight him and if you do he's just gonna like donkey kong and just like bash your head in
0: <laughs> so yeah it uh, Super smash bro no? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Were we, we talking like the original one on like '64?
1: Uh, I don't know. It was just I was just picturing in my head him just being like, buff, buff,
0: buff, just like beating the crap out of somebody with a Pikachu. So it was Donkey Kong versus Pikachu. Don't bring Pokemon into this. <laughs> he was in Super Smash Brothers, the first All one. right, moving on, moving on. <laughs> and so so is Captain Falcon. But anyway. So I think that's pretty much it for uh, What the Puck this week. Uh, pretty pretty quick show, i got to say. If you'd like to talk about uh, hockey or anything else, let us know. If you disagree, if you agree with our end-of-the-year awards, let us know. You can tweet to me on Twitter, at Brando Cash. And Coach Dan, he's on Twitter as well. Where can people tweet
1: to you? You can find me on Twitter at WTPCoachDanny. You can also find me at CapitalsOutsider.com. This is a Caps fan-run website devoted to the Washington Capitals. I have a, a new article in my head, but let's see what happens tomorrow, uh, Being that being Thursday, with the Caps news to see if anything goes down because that may completely erase the my idea of my article, in which case I'll find something else to write about. Uh, but that's CapitalsOutsider.com. Brandon,
0: what about the Brando Cash Network? That's right. If you go to BrandoCash.com, That's our hub for all of our podcasts. You get information about this show and all the other shows on the Brando Cash Network. Be social with the show. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash WTP podcast. Also check us out on Twitter at WTP underscore podcast and let people know about what the puck. You get this show completely for free and we do the show for free as well. So make sure you are social with the show. Help us out. Let us grow a little bit bigger. Let people know that you listen to What the Puck, that you are a Washington Capitals fan, and that they should be too. So let people know on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Pinterest and Instagram and Vine and Reddit and anywhere you are social on the web. Make sure you rate us an iTunes review. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Let people know that's where they can listen to us. We are also available on Stitcher if you're an Android user. I was for about four days last week, and I couldn't stand it and went back to the iPhone. But if you enjoy Android, I'm not judging. Listen to us on Stitcher. Uh, You can also listen to us on the Baltimore Sports Report Network and CapsHill.com. So that's pretty much it for What the Puck. Coach Dan, I don't know uh, about you, but uh, if news breaks we'll do another show. Uh, make sure you stick with us on social media and we will let you know whenever a new show comes out. since this is the off season, they will become uh, a little bit less uh, uh, weekly. But we are still around. We're still going to be tweeting. We're still going to be Facebooking. We're still going to be writing blogs and all that kind of good stuff. So we will still be around. But make sure you stay tuned on social media so you know when a new episode will be coming out. One might be coming out next week. One might be coming out in two weeks. We don't really know until we break. But, at this point, the opposite, but we still will be around. So until next time, everybody. Everybody check Let's go Caps. This has been a production of the Brando Cash Network. Music mixed and produced by DJ Wolfman. So if that's all we got to talk about for Caps World. Hold on one second. My screen just went black. That was scary. I thought I lost everything. (laughs) We're still going. We are on Facebook. facebook Facebook.com slash WTP. We are also on Facebook at, uh, nope, that's not right either.